Welcome to Back Pocket Torah Blasts. I'm Emily and I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today, Rachel Nevitt. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Emily. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. I know you had so much to do today, being that you slept until two. <laughs> wow, why are you exposing me like this? Because <laughs> I think we all need a good laugh sometimes. <laughs> Don't worry, I was a little bit productive. I called the furniture company. <laughs> That's important. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Rachel. I just finished my senior year at Vanderbilt, which is crazy. Um, my favorite thing about Vanderbilt was obviously my Hillel experience, where I've served in multiple capacities in the exec board, um, and I'm excited to next year be in New York working in human resources for WeWork. That's so exciting. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, um, you picked a very unique text, so why don't we just kick it off? Will you share it with us? Yes, so it's long, but I will read it. It's per K vote 521, which is a fun number for me because my birthday is 520. So feel free to mark your calendars. I'm turning 22. Um, so, yeah. Um, the text goes He used to say, At five years of age, the study of scripture. At 10, the study of Mishnah. At 13, subject to the commandments. At 15, the study of Talmud. At 18, the bridal canopy. At 20, for pursuit of livelihood. At 30, the peak of strength. At 40, wisdom. At 50, able to give counsel. At 60, old age. At 70, fullness of years. At 80, the age of strength. At 90, a bent body. At 100, as good as dead and gone completely out of the world. Um, but in my head, instead of at 18, the bridal canopy, I view it as at 18, the first year move in white tent which I think we can all very picture fitting. very clearly in our heads. Very fitting. I feel like this text makes me think of the circle game. Like, Pirkei of Vote 521 is the circle game. Yeah, definitely. So big, there's a, big nostalgia vibes. I know, right? Um, so there's a lot happening in this text. So is there a part of it that speaks to you the most? Yeah, so um, I actually picked this text because I was looking for texts on the theme of like being alive um or life lahaim some may say um and so the line that really stands out the most to me is at 20 for pursuit of livelihood which i think most of our listeners are in their 20s um other than brian and ari hello um, <laughs> and so i my think my parents also listen oh my gosh i so. love that <laughs> hello emily's grandparents um Oh, incredible. Anyway, <laughs> um, at 20. So, yeah, so for me as a 21 going on 22-year-old, um, the at 20 for pursuit of livelihood, I think, really speaks to me because that's obviously the point that I am in in my life. Um, and I think it's hard in these times to – it feels like our pursuit for livelihood has paused. You know, I was supposed mm. to be getting home from Beach Week yesterday um, and going to the party tonight with my – aunts and uncles who were supposed to have landed in 45 minutes according to my calendar um but obviously none of that is happening and my pursuit for livelihood is looking very different during this current crisis than the typical times that we used to live in um yeah 
Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, sometimes, like, I feel guilty for being upset about how my pursuit for livelihood has changed during these two months when other people, like, are struggling pursuing for life and not just livelihood. Um, And I think it's important that as we are, you know, changing our whole world right now to capitalize on as creating and keeping as much life as possible how are we also still living yeah you bring up a good question um I also want to say this because it just came to my mind like especially for the people the the ones of us that are in our 20s um at 20 the pursuit of livelihood like we want to make sure to live our lives but something I noticed about this text is that like there's so much that happens after 20 um but right now in this whole pandemic it feels like everything is just stopped and put on pause and our 20s just like suck because we can't (laughs) live the way that like we thought our 20s were supposed to look like um but crossing our fingers hopefully there's still so much more to look forward to like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and the 100s. Um, so I just I just realized that. Um, so yeah. Um, in this pursuit of livelihood, in this crazy pandemic, um, obviously you aren't experiencing life like you thought you would this week, and I'm so sorry about that, and I wish I could fix it for you. But... Um, how have you decided to live your life in other ways? How are you still choosing to live today? Yeah, um, so one of my favorite like life quotes, or quotes about life, some may say, um, is my favorite spin instructor, Allie, loves to say during class that I wish I could be in right now, um, is that you're practicing being alive. Um, that's why you're panting, that's why your muscles hurt like that's why you're somehow still smiling through all of this and can't wait to get back on that bike tomorrow is you're practicing being alive um and I think a lot of college honestly is practicing being alive like it's a four-year transition from childhood into adulthood with lots of twists and turns along the way um and you know as someone who next year I will be living alone um which I'm a very extroverted person and was something that kind of concerned me a little bit um but after spending two months alone in my apartment like I've practiced you know what life will be looking like for for me next year um how do I roast Brussels sprouts in the oven how do I make chicken in the oven you know how do I like go to the grocery store and plan out for my whole week knowing that I'll actually have time to make complicated meals for myself that I like and enjoy instead of getting back from exec at 9 p.m. and realizing that I didn't eat dinner because I didn't order my superfood wrap in time and now I need to go to Pokey Rose (laughs) for the fourth night that week um (laughs) you know like that's not sustainable (laughs) living um especially with in New York City and so it's been exciting for me to kind of discover what food is for me during this time and I have endless hours of the day I can pause my Glee episode and go roast those sweet potatoes Mm -hmm. um which has been exciting I think also you know I'm focused on moving out and packing up and everything. Like I said earlier, I was on the phone with the furniture company, I promise. Um, And so it's exciting for me to 
look forward to reconnecting with my family and being able to be home um, and hug my parents and, you know, tease my sister in person instead of via a text of a TikTok making fun of her somehow. Um, (laughs) I also have a new baby cousin, which I'm really excited about. Um, She's not listening, obviously, but... um, (laughs) You can show her one day. (laughs) One day. Um, And so she's actually in New York and... We have a virtual baby naming for her next weekend, and um, there's a lot to celebrate that, unfortunately, we wanted to be in person. I was supposed to, you know, have my in-person graduation and then go meet my baby cousin at her baby naming, Um, but it's exciting to, you know, FaceTime my older cousin and talk New York purses while being able Mm -hmm. to see Emily in the virtual flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in a way, it sounds like you're still living a pretty full life. Um, And I really like this idea of um, to practice being alive. And in a way, like breathing is the simplest thing that we do literally all day, every day to practice being alive. And I think that idea just brings us back to we don't need all these crazy, fancy whistles um, to just feel like we're living the best lives like I think taking that step back to figuring out like what are the simplest things in my life that allow me to live a life that I'm happy and proud of um and excited to wake up every day and we don't always have those days um like it's totally this it's totally okay to also just stay in bed until you want to get out but you're still breathing and you're still living and um yeah that's why they call it a practice because every day we practice. I think another question is for people who have found new ways of living during this time, how are we going to bring that back into our daily lives once they resume? Um, One of the reasons that I am really excited about my job for next year is that WeWork's um, mission statement is working to make a life and not just a living. And that really resonated with me. Um, obviously it's a psych and HOD major, <laughs> um, but you know, I just filled out, um, my senior spotlight. Um, and one of the things that, one of the biggest lesson, lessons I learned, especially through the last few years of my college experience was that self-care should not just be a reactive habit but it should be a proactive habit um and what are you you know self-care should not be only after you've fallen apart and need to be picked back up it's you know what are you doing every day to weave healthy habits into your life so that when something big happens it doesn't knock you down as far as it could um and I think that you know, I was worried about moving to New York and graduating college, and a lot of my proactive healthy habits were just rooted in Vanderbilt and in Nashville and in how much more affordable things are here than in New York, and I'm not going to be able to go to spin four times a week in New York City, and that's okay because I wasn't able to do that for the past two months, and I'm still, you know, finding new ways to make a life and not just a living, and I'm excited to continue those um, even after other things that I was doing are able to come back into my life. Yeah. Ugh, it makes me so happy to hear all of the things that you've learned about self-care. Um, and I could talk for hours and hours about that. So I'm just going to leave it at I'm proud of you for learning how to put yourself first. And I hope that you continue to make to lengthen your list of all of the different ways that you can do that. 
because well, thanks, it's, Emily. it's a fun list to create and it <laughs> often surprises yourself, including me. I learn self-care every single day. Well, um, with text, we know that we can talk about this text forever because it's really long and <laughs> and we've only really discussed like four words of it <laughs> yeah so maybe we'll to be continued this one day um but is there a anything that you would like to close this conversation with yeah so um in my playlist of emotional graduation songs um, I obviously have many songs in there but one of the ones that I think relates closest to this text that I was listening to while picking a text um, is obviously by Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's New Year's Day, um, which is about, you know, New Year's Eve is very hyped up for those of you who have ever tried to celebrate New Year's Eve. It's never as good as it's expected to be. Um, But there's this romantic idea of the dress and the heels and the fireworks and the New Year's Eve kiss and the champagne if you're above 21, which I am, and so is Taylor Swift. Um, And I think there's something very similar for, you know, all these seniors who are thinking about the prom that they didn't get or the graduation that they're not getting or the beach week or the last rites of spring. Like, it, if we were able to get it, it wouldn't have actually been as great as we're thinking about it in our head. And I still am so upset every day that that isn't happening. Um, but one of my favorite quotes from the song is really about how love and compassion and moving forward and um, connection is not about New Year's Eve. It's about New Year's Day when you have to pick up the glitter after the party and the candle wax that's on the floor and picking up all the bottles um, and how when you love someone or something, you're there for not just New Year's Eve, but also New Year's Day. Um, so my the tail end of the song says, I'll want, I want your midnights, but I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. Hold on to the memories. They will hold on to you. Um, yeah, so I love the song, and I think it's important to remember that like Emily said, there's so much more that as much as I'm upset about not having my senior beach week, like at 50, when I'm able to give counsel, am I going to be thinking back to my 20 year old pursuit for livelihood? Um, and my, you know, three days on the beach that I didn't get. Um, (laughs) and I think it's important to remember that there's so much more that will be happening and there's so many more midnights coming for us and bottles to be picking up and memories to be made and it's important to hold on to the good ones that we were able to make and that we enjoyed making and that make us happy when we look back at those memories and those pictures Um, and if you hold on to those memories and those people they will also hold on to you. Well said. Well said. Thanks. Um, I would like to close with a blessing for you um, that your 20s become beautiful 30s and 40s and 50s and you continue to practice all of the things that you've learned in your four years at Vanderbilt, um, the self-care, the putting yourself first, the Taylor Swift lyrics, um, but also... I think most importantly, the practice of choosing how you can live life to the fullest every single day. I hope that even when you're 99, you 
practice those things. Um, so thanks, Emily. Thank you for being my teacher, <laughs> for always being so excited and passionate about a Jewish text, a Hillel event, and everything in between. <laughs>